I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Rafters Reaction Podcast. For Yahoo Sports Canada, I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost to the Boston Celtics by a score of 120 to 106. I'm laughing because if you're watching on YouTube, um, I have as the, um, the the banner photo is a stat graphic where I'm looking at Semi Ojale and Peyton Pritchard. Uh, Ojale with 22 points on 7 of 11 shooting, including 6 of 8 from 3. And Peyton Pritchard with 20 points on 6 of 9 shooting from 3. Or 6 of 8 shooting from 3. Um, you know, <laughs> it was... Uh, you can't you, honestly. You just have to laugh. I mean, I, I respect Pritchard a lot. Go back to listen to the, the the first episode I did when Pritchard torched the Raptors. I'm not surprised by that. It's the semi Ojale part that was just killing me. Um, and I believe he had like 19 of those in the first half. It's uh, it's it's crazy. Um, did you know that semi Ojale averages four points per game? It's um, it's unbelievable. Like how how would I explain this to you know? It, it, like this would be like if um, if Aaron Baines had 20 points. Against the Celtics, you'd be, you'd be, we'd be dying of laughter, right? So, um, yeah, it wasn't the Raptors' night, and you know, look, it, it, I'm not even that mad at this game. Clearly, you can tell I'm in a pretty good mood. Um, because I think it's just the physical reality of what was the toll um, put on the Raptors just had the factor in here. Like again, I'm not trying to make excuses. Absolutely not. Like. Raptors lose to the Celtics. Obviously, I hate the Celtics. It, I hate losing to the Celtics. I hate the fact that the Celtics, generally speaking, have had the Raptors number for the last two years. Um, beating us in the playoffs. You know, beating the Raptors multiple times. Honestly, many times by blowouts on Christmas. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's it's annoying. I, I dislike this team actively. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look. Five games in seven nights. All on the road, all in different cities. What the hell is that? No, Adam Silver, like, what are you doing? Like, first off, if I'm tired of just working every night and, and writing, like, a thousand words and then coming on to talk about the game for half an hour and, and uploading that, if that if that makes me feel tired because, man, it's, like, seriously, five in the last seven, imagine that if you're also taking flights <laughs> like non-stop throughout the whole thing like again five nights five five games and seven nights is already difficult the fact that we're all in different cities is, is ridiculous um and this is the result you get like this is just it like there's no, there's nothing else to really explain about it i mean the raptors um ran out of gas and, and you know I, you know trust me like i will break down a raptor celtics loss I think there are factors that play into it. I'm not taking anything away from the Celtics. They perform well. They had been struggling themselves. Um, so it's, you know, they're, I'm sure they're taking this as a big positive. But I'm just saying, this game bordered on comical. Um, not just because, uh, you know, Samuel Ojale had the 24 points and, you know, uh, whatever. Pritchard had 20 or not even any, not even, you know, that <laughs> the Celtics shot 
20 of 39 from three, uh, you know, whatever. But really what made this game comical was the third quarter. The third quarter of this game should be put into the Hall of Fame, like the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, It was just, like, it should be playing in, like, the bathroom of Springfield. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know? Um, You know, when you go into the bathroom, you go to the, the, the men's bathroom, you know, there's sometimes, you know, in these, like, bars or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been to a bar in, like, over a year. But, you know, you have these, like, signs in front of the stall. And it'll have, like, a video ad playing. And that's what they should have at the, the, the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, they should just have... Uh, <laughs> they should have the third quarter on repeat on that stretch. Because, it, it you know, listen, not, nothing makes you, you know, <laughs> cheers you up more than... Um, Something entertaining while you're taking a, a leak. Because honestly, like, it was so bad. The two teams combined to miss 18 straight shots. Just just, just think about that. Like, 18 straight shots. Um, you know, and, and it, it wasn't really like... Oh, man, there was some great intensive defense. Like, this wasn't like Game 7, Raptors, Celtics, last five minutes, nobody scores... And, you know, anything like that, it was like just pure, pure comedy in terms of guys missing shots. Both teams missing layups, like point blank layups. Like, you know, like on any other night, those guys will make those shots. But yeah, it was, it was so bad. Um, and, you know, the Raptors were kind of chasing from behind and they cut it close a few times. But, I mean, seriously, it's just. You know, you just had to laugh at that. Eventually, Grant Williams um, was run off the three-point line and hit a running floater. So it was like, all right, that's probably the most difficult out of the 18 shots. It's not like Grant Williams is uh, Mike Conley with the floater or anything, or Tony Parker. But um, then Chris Boucher hit a deep three to give the Raptors their first bucket in, like, what felt like a lifetime. So you just have to laugh at that, honestly. It is what it is. You know, like... Um, Raps retired, the Celtics retired, Celtics beat the Raptors, they, they hit more threes, I mean, they outscore the Raptors by 33 points at the three-point line, you're not going to overcome that, Raptors actually did a really good job of getting into the paint, 58 points in the paint for the Raptors, two main, um, culprits there were Kyle Lowry, who, uh, kept the Raptors, I don't I mean afloat, really, I mean, the Raptors were down 17-6, to six. listen, when you watch a Raptors-Celtics game, you know exactly what's going to happen, A, the Raptors are probably going to lose, and B, the Raptors probably going to be down to like 20 to 5 at, after the first three minutes. It just seems like the Celtics always jump all over the Raptors. Um, and tonight was very similar. Uh, the Celtics were up 17 to 6 to start the game. It was tough. It was tough to watch. And I was like, right away, I knew the Raptors were tired. Uh, it was bad. They're defensively, they were defensively, um, they were okay, but... I think mostly it was just like, okay, some of the Celtics guys are going to hit threes, most notably Semi, who, again, six threes. It must be a career high for him. If not, congratulations, Semi, honestly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was tough. But Kyle Lowry got them started, at least. He drove into the paint time after time. I think he knows how to play the Celtics. He's very comfortable in this matchup. Um, knows how to get downhill. Knows that he could finish over the top of Daniel Tice without a problem. Even needs to if he needs to put his chest into Daniel Tice, it's no problem. Finish, score the layup. It's all good. 
Um, Kyle Lowry, you know, driving to the basket, uh, driving inside, creating driving, uh, you know, dump off passes to Norm Powell, to Chris Boucher. Good stuff. I thought Pascal was pretty solid, too, as well. Um, you know, he was pretty confident in the post. Like, the Raptors pretty much, for Pascal, generally speaking, just run post-ups against the Celtics. And the Celtics, um, obviously, historically, have done a really good job against Pascal. If you look at last year's playoff series, you know, Pascal, I mean, that that's where Pascal lost most of his confidence. Um, that's where definitely most people lost their confidence in Pascal was that playoff series. Um, but Pascal was getting the same plays in the same spots against the same defenders and scoring and did a really good job. The only thing I really nitpick about Pascal's game is that he closed out a few times and left the seat. But listen, man, when Semi Ojale was hitting like he was prime Paul Pierce, like, you know, you just, I mean, you might have to run him off the three-point line. And sometimes this guy would drive inside and, and still score. So, you know, this guy was unstoppable tonight. Seriously, Semi Ojale, you know, <laughs> just an elite player, evidently. Um, but yeah, Pascal was 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 doing his thing in the post too, and I thought Pascal played a good game. You know, um, offensively, uh, you know, like again, twenty three points on eight of fourteen shooting, two of four from three, five of seven from the free throw line. That should just be like an average game for Pascal. But we all know that the Celtics are not an average opponent for Pascal, right? We know that this, the Celtics have given the, Rap- the Raptors a lot of issues. They've given Pascal a lot of issues. And Pascal, I thought, was more than fine. Like, if he played like this in the playoffs, nobody would have complained one bit about Pascal. It would have been about other stuff. And the Raptors probably would have won the series. Um, but, yeah, I thought Pascal played well. Kyle played well. Those two guys were able to get to the paint. Of course, their legs ended up giving up on them. And, you know, second half, you know, they kind of need other guys to get going. Kyle Lowry was finding people for mitten layups. And, uh, again, people just couldn't make layups. But Kyle was making great passes. This guy got like three or four assists stolen from him, definitely. Um, I don't know why the play decided to kind of go away from Pascal. The end of the game was pretty ragged. But again, the Raptors were tired, and that's just kind of what it was. So um, those two guys were solid. You know, I thought Boucher was pretty solid in terms of his energy. Boucher, unfortunately, suffered from foul trouble. Had five fouls. First shift, he came into the game. Two fouls right away. Um, And it was an early shift, too, because they pulled Aaron Baines. Less than three minutes into the game, nine thirteen mark of the first quarter, Nick Nurse pulls Aaron Baines in the starting five, puts Chris Boucher in. And, and honestly, I mean, you could just tell that this is going to be a bad matchup for Baines, and it was. Um, his former teammates torched him tonight, and I believe the Celtics broadcast called him a double agent, which, honestly, that might explain everything on this whole season, to be honest, if this was just one huge prank by Danny Ainge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Boucher, I thought, played with energy, played... Um, you know, his impact of the game was his athleticism. Um, there were some times he gave him some opportunities. But honestly, in a night where everyone else was, like, running in mud, Chris Boucher was actually giving them pretty good production. Um, and he never looked tired. Like, he was just running back and forth. Like, you, you know, Boucher's built like a marathon runner, essentially. Like, if, you, if you've ever seen, like, the guys who end up winning like marathons and gold medals and stuff like that, they're all shaped like Chris. I mean, they're shorter. But, um... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would be very curious to see Chris run a marathon. He didn't look tired at all. Like, everyone else was tired. Chris looked like he was just Chris. Like, he was, you know, running around blocking shots five blocks tonight. Um, you know, going up. He really tried to go up and bang one on um, Daniel Tice. Got fouled. Tice was complaining about a chicken wing elbow or whatever. And the replay showed that he was just about to get dunked on and he fouled. So, yeah, I thought Chris played well. But, honestly, everyone else was just... You know, really, 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 you know, in quicksand. I thought Fred, obviously being such an important player for the Raptors, him scoring five points. You're not going to ever win with Fred Van Lee scoring five points. 
Um, I think the matchup for the Celtics is a really difficult one for Fred. They put a lot of size on him. Uh, but Fred also just didn't have it on a lot of his shots, like wide open shots. He wasn't wasn't going down for him. He was still driving and kicking and doing all the other stuff. But, you know, 11 assists is nice. But, you know, Fred was kind of not that impactful against the Celtics, which, you know, was not that surprising. Fred struggled mightily against the Celtics last year, too, in the playoffs. You know, Fred had some good moments, for absolutely. And, and he took a lot of shots because he needed to and still generated some offense. But this is not a great matchup for, for, for Fred. And then Norm. Norm has been awesome. The last um, month, basically, this guy has been scoring everything. And tonight, uh, you know, he was it just nothing was going in for him. I mean, first off, got into foul trouble. He picked up his third foul on, well, he picked up his second and third foul trying to guard Jalen Brown off the ball, away on just around a screen, just grabbing, holding. You know, I'm not even trying to complain about the refs. Raptors were just, you know, they were grabbing a lot tonight because they were just tired. And, you know, when you're tired, you start playing defense with your hands. It doesn't really work. Um, but yeah, I mean, with, you know, that's what, and, and, and Norm got sent to the bench with early foul trouble. Norm actually started okay. He had some nice drives. I loved his footwork, um, driving around. I forget, I forget who was back in transition, but Norm sized them up. They were playing him the drive baseline. Norm, um, you know, shortened his steps, uh, kind of did like a, almost like a really, really quick Euro step around him, uh, and, and got to the lane, finished, had some nice drives as well, but by the third quarter, he was so tired. I mean, he got ba- blocked back-to-back at the basket in the fourth quarter on what should have been easy layups. You know, gave me a little bit of flashes to Marcus Smart in the uh, Game 7. Which, by the way, this game, I mean, didn't have the intensity of a Game 7. Um, but it had all the frustration and the same maybe offensive execution, at least by the Raptors. And, um, yeah, it was tough. But anyway, um, Norm got blocked. He had an open three as well. Fred, you know, drove, found Norm, and you're like, all right, Norm's been automatic, and this guy just had no legs on the shot. And that's just kind of how it was for the guys, man. Again, you take, you try taking – I mean, I understand these are most well-conditioned athletes in America with tons of resources, you know, training staffs, you know, great hotel amenities, sure, first – like not even first class healthcare, like you know whatever is you know S class healthcare, like you know everything. But I mean, physically speaking, five five different cities, seven different days, and I guess a really good team. Um, they were done. So, uh, it was just a tough game from that perspective. Um, really, you know, I think in terms of actual concerns that the Raptors were to face up against the Celtics, I think I'm encouraged by what Pascal did. He seems to have done quite well against the Celtics um, in the two games they played him. And Raptors have lost both games, you know, significantly. Although I thought this game was very different from the one the Raptors lost last time. But Pascal last time, it's 22 points, 7 of 15 shooting. Tonight, uh, 23 points, 8 of 14 shooting. I like the process that Pascal played with. I like that he was a, was willing to take jumpers. Like, you know, there was one play where Pascal was, like, clapping his hands and actively calling for the ball to be swung to him in the corner. So he could shoot a three, and he made it. Um, I like that he got to the free throw line. You know, I, I the Celtics obviously definitely really, really um, shut him down in the playoffs. There's no denying that. He averaged less than 15 points, shot less than 40%. That's the main reason why people were out on Pascal. Um, but you know, in two games, Pascal's played against the Celtics this year. I don't think he's had issues scoring in the paint. I don't think he's had issues in his one-on-one matchups. And maybe you'll say, yeah, the defensive intensity will come up and whatever, but I'm encouraged. At, at least this is what I want to see from him against this team specifically. Kyle, we all know he's going to be good against the Celtics. Um, the bigger question is, is, is Kyle Lowry going to be on this roster if the Raptors play the Celtics in a hypothetical playoff series? 
but we all know that Kyle can really do some damage in this matchup. Fred, you would expect it more. I think I would really like to see what Fred could do um, when he's fu- like fully, fully gassed up and, and, re- and ready to go. I mean, listen, Fred had, what, what like 35 against the Celtics last time? Uh, again, no one else supported him, but, you know, that's something there. I think defensively, the issue with the Celtics is the Raptors try to double. They try to show extra bodies on Kemba. They try to show extra bodies on Tatum. They try to show extra bodies on Brown. And the thing is, you can kind of do that when you have your most versatile defenders. Today, no OG, no Yuta Watanabe. Those are two of their best defenders. That's going to make it difficult, especially because they're all wing defenders. But especially it makes it difficult because it makes it almost impossible to have a big on the floor. Maybe Boucher can kind of do it, but he would really need to be locked in defensively. And, you know, in a playoff series, if he can get four great defensive games from Chris, I'd be thrilled. But, um, you know, when you have Baines out there, like this, it's like a walking target. Like every single guy coming to the gym on the Celtics was looking at Aaron Baines and thinking, I could score on that guy. And like, yeah, I mean, everyone could. The thing is the Raptors, so they try to pressure all these guys, right? And the Celtics have three, you know, deadly weapons. Kemba, you know, has been struggling this season, but he's still a deadly weapon. And honestly, Pritchard is pretty good this year. Like, I just he's just straight up good. I don't know what else to say. He's, the guy's nice. So, um, you're going to need your center to be guarding a lot. Those guys can all handle. They can target whoever they want. They'll target Baines. And the Raptors' strategy is, and I know this because the Raptors did this with Mark, was just bring the guy up, get him be big, beat him to the spot, and then trap them so that they can't turn around the corner and get into the paint. If they can get around the, the, the help defender, which is coming from Baines, if they can get around the Baines, then the Raptors are screwed because now you have to completely abandon guys in the corner. You got to rotate. You know Baines is not going to rotate and try to contest a three. This is not Chris Boucher. You're screwed at that point. So if they turn the corner on the, on the perimeter, you're done already. And Baines just can't do that at all. Like, it's a physical thing that he cannot do. Is that, like, against these teams with these quicker guards, when they turn the corner, when they drive and come out the screen and you require your center to help... They are going by this man, um, and it it that just it was painful to see that happen over and over again. It was also painful that the Celtics had so many offensive rebounds, um, but I, I can't even you know that's not necessarily on Baines. I think you know yeah, other guys can do a better job rebounding. I think the Raptors were tired tonight. You know you look at everything like rebounding. You you know when you <laughs> when when you're tired, you probably weren't going to jump for rebounds. When you are tired, you're probably going to grab and foul. And the Raptors did that. Um, and when you're tired, you're probably not going to shoot a good percentage from three, and they're obviously that too. But, um, yeah, it, it's just a physical matchup with, with the Celtics. So, it, I just don't think you could really realistically play Baines that much in the series. Um, and, yeah, and that's not even with the, the missed layups or whatever. I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't even care that much. It, it's it's annoying to look at. Uh, for sure, it's absolutely annoying when the Raptors can't score. And you got Baines going in for two easy layups, and they're, they're, they're both not going in. But... I think the bigger issue is just, like, defensively, can you even sustain with him? Because there's so many matchups that he hasn't been able to play against, and the Celtics are definitely one of those. So that's a concern. Um, I like what I like what Boucher did. Honestly, reminded me of pretty much what Serge did. Like, Serge was a little bit more susceptible. Def- he was a little bit stronger defensively, but kind of offered the same issues defensively there in terms of like giving up on some offensive rebounds some uh, you know the energy but i mean i thought boucher did a really good job of just basically doing the surge role blocking shots hitting threes you know uh rolling as an option in the pick and roll um you know i thought boucher was pretty 
pretty solid there. Fred is a tough matchup against the Celtics. I just think that, you know, the size really does become a huge factor. Fred's main purpose in the Celtics series will be to guard Kemba Walker. But aside from that, you know, it, it's going to be really difficult for him to generate the offense, which, you know, that's a real concern. And I can't really say much about that. Um, I think, you know, I was encouraged when Fred took a mid-range jumper of a high pick and roll. I thought that would that would be one way to beat the Celtics, or at least at least for Fred to s- score on the Celtics, because he's not going to get to the rim and score consistently. He's not going to hit the three consistently because the Celtics are going to be big on the wing and pressure him. So um, he's going to need to get that mid-range shot. But he only took one of those tonight. And yeah, otherwise, 37 minutes, five points, just not enough. Norm, hit or miss with the Celtics, to be honest. Um I think the Celtics' length really does bother Norm a little bit. I think he could have had 20 points if he was just, like, on a regular night, but we'll have to settle for 15 for Norm. I mean, look, listen, when when 15 points from Norm is a bad game for Norm, that's how you know that Norm has really found his rhythm because other, early in the season, would have died for 15 points from Norm. Um, Bembry was quite solid. I like that Bembry spent some time guarding Tatum and Brown. I think the Raptors have really trusted Bembry to guard all sorts of positions. Um, and he's done a pretty good job. I, I like the way he battled around screens. He was stayed skinny, um, avoided the screens, stayed attached. That's one of the biggest things is the Celtics are a really good screening team. They always have been, um, you know. But, yeah, Tatum and, and, and Brown, those guys are, you know, so slippery. Kemba Walker is so slippery that, you know, you're going to need to stay attached if you're going to give your big even a chance to try to defend. And I thought Bembry did a good job of that. Stanley came in, did his thing, you know, was solid. Um and then, yeah, I mean, the rest of it was pretty much garbage time. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm not discouraged, as you can clearly hear and, and, and see. Um, you know, it's sometimes you know, life is just like this. <laughs> sometimes life just hands you this difficult assignment, and you just got to try to do your best to, to do it. I mean, honestly, like, if you've been in university and, like, you have, like, exam season coming up, man, you know, like, the first few exams that you got, like, early in the week, like, when you got, like, exams from Monday to Friday... Like, your Monday exam, you're probably the best prepared for that one. You've seen it coming for multiple days. You can, like, you know, go over your notes, maybe make new notes, you know, like, memorize stuff, you know, do some practice exams, um, you know, practice, you know, study with your friends. By the time you get to that fifth exam on Friday, you might have gone on four hours of sleep. You might have, like, maybe done one test exam. You might have tried to figure out a way to cheat or something. Maybe try to ask other people who have done that exam and, and, and maybe try to, you know, learn some of the answers there. But generally speaking, if you go into that fifth exam and you come out with anything better than, like, a 70, you're probably doing a pretty good job. So, you know, that that's kind of how this game felt. And honestly, Celtics are also very tough. You don't want to give them, you got to give them some credit. They got some real talent. Um, it, I hate it, but it is what it is. And uh, but honestly, I mean, like when you're getting torched by semi Ojale and guys like that, like so I hand it to them. Like the Raptors basically said, "Look, we're gonna do our very, very best to um, to to shut down the, the Celtics' main guys." You know, Jalen Brown was stuck on like single digits for like the the majority of the game. I think he ended with what twelve, right? Like okay. You know, 17 for Tatum, you can live with that. But guys were hitting their threes, and if you're doing all that, then plus the Raptors retired, it's just a wrap. So, how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In terms of your three stars for the Raptors, first star, I'm going to to Kyle. 24 points, 6 assists, a steal. Yeah, 10 of 15 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line in 33 minutes. Kyle did his best, man. He just can't do it by himself. That's... I mean, honestly, that, that that summed up, like, the entire Raptors history in the playoffs, uh, aside from the season Kawhi was here. Um, second star, given that to Pascal, 23 points, four rebounds, two assists, two, uh, a steal, eight of 14 from the field, two of four from three, five of seven from the free throw line. I love the way he scored in the paint against the Celtics. I love that he used a spin move to actually great effect against the Celtics, which is pretty good because um, I know how much... I know basically the Celtics slander was captained by the Celtics fan base, which I, I can't honestly I can't blame them. I, I really can't. I mean, how bad Pascal was in that playoff series? It is what it is. It's not like we haven't done that to Bucks fans or Sixer fans or you know. I mean, like to Joel and Beat slander, Giannis slander. Like it, it happens. You know, even Nick Vucevic slander, the very very niche but also very accurate. Um, it is what it is. And but honestly, Pascal did pretty good. Um, tonight and wasn't his fault whatsoever. Third side go, that's Chris Boucher, 12 points, six rebounds, an assist, uh, a steal, five blocks. Yeah, some shaky moments, absolutely. The, the foul trouble, you know, whatever. Got bullied a little bit, but on the whole, Chris was a positive contributor. Terms zero, Gerald Henderson, number one. This is so tough because Peyton Pritchard was awesome, as was Samuel Ojale, but come on. Pritchard is a guy who's actually really, really talented, really, really skilled. I mean, I would be thrilled if he was a Raptor. Uh, he's, he's a guy who, you know, I mean, in terms of bag Twitter, this guy got a bag. This guy got a really weird bag. He's got some real old school moves, some scoop shots off, you know, the layups off the wrong foot, weird spin off the glass, but th- th- he's nice. And, and, the, and the Raptors have been burned by him twice. Semi Ojale has to get this because this guy averages four points a game. And he, this guy got just destroyed by the Raptors tonight. Or the, he just destroyed the Raptors tonight. It was so bad. He just like, like he kept being open in the corner because the Raptors just kept having a double. Uh, whether that was intentional against Tatum or, or Brown or whether that's because those guys turned the corner against Baines and the Raptors were like, oh, you know, panic. Let's everyone send everyone to the paint. Uh, but yeah, somebody just kept hitting shots. So 24 points and 8 to 12 shooting. 6 of 8 from the field. Uh, from the 3. Absolutely ridiculous game. So it is what it is. The Raptors now, thankfully, mercifully, have two days off to rest. They will have pretty much their full roster again, which is great. 
Um, you know, they're going to have OJ Anobi, who has missed the last nine games. Nick said before the game that he is expected to return on Sunday against the Timberwolves. He said the same thing for Utah. Utah apparently twisted his ankle during an off-day workout, and so he unfortunately couldn't play against, you know, Rui Hachimura, his countryman, in... Um, in, in the Wizards win, and he couldn't play tonight. Honestly, those two guys would have made a bit, of, uh, you know, not necessarily flipped the game, but, you know, would have been pretty important players in this series. Um, but Raptors have their full rotation. There'll have to be a decision made on who's starting, um, you know, and everything like that. But, yeah, like the Raptors at least all have two days off. They can really take tomorrow off altogether. I know they won't be practiced. There might be practice on, like, they might run practice on Saturday. We'll see. Probably will, will but um, yeah, I'm expecting them to uh, to, to regroup and, and look a lot better against Minnesota. So thanks, everyone, for listening once again. Um, and yeah, I'll be back tomorrow, actually, to take Twitter questions. Um, so look out for that. Um, I'll be putting out a, a, a tweet asking for questions. I'll be and I'll be here answering questions with, uh, you know, the the lovable Mr. Joshua Hart. So tune in for that. Thanks for listening. Go watch Run It Back. We had special guest Joseph Gasharo from The Score on um, to discuss the Raptors. We discussed, you know, Kyle's future. We discussed maybe potential center options to upgrade because, you know, I, I listen, last night I was talking about freaking Robin Lopez. So, like, you know, maybe more exciting names than that. But uh, watch Run It Back. And um, yeah, thanks everyone for for supporting. I mean, look, listen, Raptors are ten and six after they're in two and eight. Listen, ten and six is a lot better than two and eight. Um, things have been relatively positive recently, so you can maybe take this game in stride. So it is what it is. Congrats to the Celtics. Um, and yeah, I'll be back tomorrow to answer Twitter questions. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.